Hi, welcome to Bumblebees, a podcast between pals. I'm your pal Rowan, and you're my pal this week, and I'd like to talk to you about dice. This is 100% related to D&D. I did an episode on Dungeons and Dragons about a month ago, and I encourage you to go listen. Uh, but there were a couple things in that episode I didn't quite hit on because I intended to make them their own episodes, or they were something I was too passionate about to fit in that that overarching episode. And the one I really just can't wait to talk about anymore is dice. There are several tabletop role-playing games and collectible card games, or TTRPGs and CCGs, that use dice to add an element of chance and luck to an otherwise mechanics-heavy gameplay. Some games like Monster of the Week rely on the D6 or Six-Sided Die, and games like D&D and Pathfinder primarily focus on the D20, although they also make regular use of six other dice, the D4, the D6, the D8, the D10, the Percentile Die, and the D12. These, in addition to the primary D20, make the set of seven so customarily used by players across the TTRPG settings. Now, humans have been using dice for gaming for about 3,000 years. In fact, dice are one of the oldest tools in human recorded history, which I think is really interesting. I couldn't find anything about the set of seven dice being used anywhere outside of the tabletop RPG uh, history, world, culture, but maybe that's just because D&D is super relevant to me, so I think it's weird I can't find anything else on it because D&D is actually just a blip in the history of an ancient, ancient tool. Uh, but who can say? What I did find uh, was a brief summary of using dice in the history of D&D. D&D has always used a D20-based mechanic system, but Wizards of the Coast, the official publisher for D&D materials, didn't actually publish the D20 gaming system until 2000. It was released as a pair of licenses. The Open Gaming License, or OGL, made 3rd edition D&D free to use and reference as system mechanics. And the D20 trademark license existed so other games and companies could publish the D20 logo with their products to signal compatibility with the D&D's D20 system. This means that the system trademark license on the D20 system, or the D20 STL, was written to eventually be cancelled. In 2008, they did revoke that license, and they replaced it with a D&D-specific license called the Game System License, or GSL. The GSL isn't associated with the open content or OGL licenses, but publishers are still hesitant to publish under the OGL anymore, because three years after the license was released, there was a huge boom in D20-based games, uh, but after an erotic game attempted publication under the OGL with the D20 logo, Wizards of the Coast tweaked the license so it no longer fit their quote-unquote standard of decency. Companies have seen, rightly so, that Wizards is still a behemoth with control over licensing free and open source as it may seem, uh, not to mention that shortly after the events therein, Wizards announced D&D Edition 3.5 at Gen Con in 2003 with little to no prior warning, which left publishers left and right with material that was outdated before it even hit the shelves. So there was an established boom of games using the D20 system in the early aughts, which WOTC, Wizards of the Coast, then quickly took an iron grip on. Now, since D&D 2nd Edition, or Advanced D&D, Chessex has been an American dice-making company with a similar grip on the scene. Though their initial D&D sets were subpar, and in some cases, mostly unfinished, players had to manually fill in the numbers with pencil graphite just to read the dice, they really made their mark in the dice world for the last 33 years. Their site right now hosts over a dozen different textures and, and patterns and finishes, all of which they've trademarked to hell and back. Um, most of my individual dice sets are from Chessex, because they have such a monopoly on the market, they often sell for quite cheap, so that's clearly been where most of my ooh, that's pretty money goes. But I do buy in bulk occasionally, um, notably from WizDice, which is another company out there that I'm rather fond of. Since the tabletop RPG community has experienced such a huge user surge in the past couple of years, it 
only stands to reason that players of the D20-based games grow attached to their luck totems. I'm young enough to be on TikTok, and I know there's a movement right now around dice, handmade artisan dice, often gem cut or poured and polished by hand, and they're a relatively inexpensive luxury afforded to people who, you know, like me, find connection in tabletop role-playing games. There are people with social media accounts molded entirely by their love for dice. There are so many Dice Goblin videos and posts out there for so many people proud of their small dragon's hoard. I'm no exception, and I only have like maybe 30 sets? 30? That seems right. Most of them are incomplete, but still. Polygon even published an article about how people have taken dice making to a new level and have discovered that it can be an art, and one that puts food on the table at that. It's, uh, the article is called Dungeons and Dragons Dice Are More Beautiful Than Ever and a Big Business, and you should check it out. The movement isn't limited to strictly dice. Dice molds so people can resin cast their own at home are hugely popular too, and so are dice accessories. Things like towers and trays and vaults for dice are so common. Their entire company is built around the woodworking and artistry behind that, like Wormwood, who normally work with Critical Role weekly to do dice accessory giveaways. Now this physical manifestation of fortune, these <laughs> beacons of serendipity, these glorious clicky-clacky Toys just fuel me. They make me so happy. Sometimes I just stare at my favorite sets, or I fawn over individual D20s online, or I consider spending funds I don't really have on a dice jail after a rough session of rolling single digits. I even have a D20-shaped pillow, in case you were wondering if I put my money where my mouth is. I started casting my own dice, using some of those dice molds I mentioned before. I purchased mine on sale on Etsy for about $30, and the casting resin and fun dies and whatnot that I use in addition cost me, you know, a little bit more. Uh, I had only just gotten into practicing when the pandemic struck and I lost my job, so that's been on hold for a couple of months since my supplies ran low, but I can tell you without a doubt that as frustrating and confusing as that new method of creativity was for me, I adored it. I'm definitely one of those people with specific dice sets set aside for specific characters. I use my Chessex Green and Gold Borealis dice for DMing. They're my most balanced and my most gorgeous, uh, and I have some perfectly transparent Wiz dice set for my most secretive character, Cherish, because, well, I love irony. Uh, and I even tried hand-making my own set for my Warlock Isolde when I couldn't find something perfect online. Now, ultimately, I haven't ended up using them because I haven't been able to go out and buy some sandpaper to finish them off, but they were still pretty good. And I only own two specialty dice. I own a metal D20 with some insane bronze filigree and a D120 that Aaron got me for Hanukkah. Uh, here, let me roll them for you. That was the D120. Now where's my bronze boy? There he is. Aren't they just gorgeous? All of this to say that collecting dice, using dice, listening to dice, hearing them roll, even making them myself is a huge passion for me. It's not anything that's gonna change the world or fix what's broken, but it makes me very, very happy. And there's some value in that. And on that note, Please remember that black lives still matter. Protests are still happening. Reach out to community organizers or check your city's protest schedule and contact information. Make change happen. Yes, it's important to read and listen and learn, but other white folks hear me. It doesn't matter how much personal introspection you do about your own internalized racism unless you act on it. So act and donate to any protest bail funds near you. 
that's all that I had for you this week. Uh, I will hopefully talk to you next week. I apologize for the lapse in episodes there for a couple of weeks. There was a small health crisis that took me about a week to recover from. And then, you know, I had a week of catching up on adult responsibilities to take care of. But I am glad to be back and I hope to talk to you soon. Bye-bye.